Welcome to episode two of the Redemption Podcast. My name is Eric and I'm your host. Today's topic will be on marriage, divorce, and life after marriage. But before I get into that, I want to give you all a little about myself. I am a father, a son, an uncle, a coach, and a mentor, as well as many other things, but I digress. I had a pretty solid upbringing. Mother and father were very active in my life. Father coached all my sports teams. Mother was always there to support me. I can never truly say I wanted for anything as a child. But like all spoiled children, myself, (laughs) you sometimes veer left from the goals and plans your parents put into place. I was once told everything a parent influences in their child's life is right up until they reach high school. Then that's when the influence of their peers start to seep in. Parents merely become life spotters. And what I mean by life spotters is life spotters are the equivalent to someone bench pressing and a person standing behind them, making sure the weight doesn't overtake them or hurt them from being too much. That's what parents are to me, life spotters. The respect I have for my parents is because whenever I decided to veer, they never let me feel the pain of that fall. They never let me experience completely being down and out from what I was going through. Me making this podcast was to help those who share my same experiences and to see that, and for them to see that there are many others like them with those same experiences. So I hope you all enjoy my content. Hope you enjoy the stories of my future guests as they, as they share their own experiences. <clears throat> so with that being said, let's get right into it. Marriage can be a beautiful thing, especially if it's done with the right person. I don't regret my experience entirely, especially my experience of being married, but I regret getting married knowing it wasn't right. See, I got married for the wrong reasons. I got married because I felt the pressures of my family. I was graduating. They were like, hey, you don't need to be living in sin. You need to be married. And so we harried and got married because it eliminated any outside talk from anybody else having an issue with us living together once we left college. The woman I married and I should remain friends instead of ever crossing the threshold of being married. She taught me many things, and I learned a lot from her as well. We both, I mean, I taught her many things, and she learned a lot from me. We both agreed that we were not each other's forever once we got deep in our marriage. You know, we talked a lot. You know, I've been into her. She's been into me. And then we got to a point where we're like, you know what? We're not each other's forever. You know, we're, we're friends. We're going to try to make this work for our daughter. But, you know, you get to a point where it's like, you know, where we're settling. And you should never settle within your marriage. You know, when she gets to a point where you're settling, that's when it's time for you guys to reevaluate what you guys are doing. You know, you have to really sit down and have conversations with your partner. And that's something we suffered at too. Communication is key in marriage. And our communication was, you know, sure to yelling. It was pretty much a Saudi match. And if all we ever did was yell, it had an issue with, it caused issues within the house and everything had to be on the same page. So with those issues, you know, it had problems within the household. 
So I, I recommend having effective communication. Just because you're yelling and the person's responding back, who's really listening? If everybody's wanting to be heard, who's really accepting what's being said to that person? You have to honestly be quiet and actually listen to what your partner's saying because you might hear what the issue is. It might be fixable. But if you never take the time to hear them, you'll never get past what the issue is. So, yeah, we definitely agreed that ending our marriage was the end-all, be-all for us. And you know what? It worked out because we, we both met incredible people afterwards. So back into the deep dive of our marriage, people often only want to reflect on the bad in the marriage, but never want to give credit to all the things that were good at, that were good about it. Like we had our good times. We, we, we had somebody to vent to. I had somebody to talk to. I had somebody who, at the end of the night, I knew I had a cooked meal when I was coming home. I knew that no matter what I experienced and who I dealt with, I knew this person was going to have my back. I knew this person was going to be there for me. I know that if I if I had my back against the wall, this person was going to fight with me. That was the beautiful thing about marriage. And I, I mean, you, you you have to embrace that while you have it. With all that being said, I wish my ex-wife peace on her journey with her next partner and a better experience in her next marriage because she's going to meet a man who who fits and is on every check mark that she has on her list. Just like I'm going to meet a woman who's on every check mark on my list. And I, I wish her nothing but the best because she's an incredible mother and she's going to meet a man that fits everything that she wants. She doesn't have to change herself and, and be something she didn't want to be. And I don't have to be something I didn't want to be. But we're both going to have an amazing journey for the rest of our lives. I believe that someone was created just for us. There's someone that was created specifically for you. But if you don't allow them the space to get in, then they can't get in. I believe we pass our person in life. You met them. You might have even dated them before. You might have been in love with them before. But if you are not in a space and place to keep them, then they won't be able to stay. You have to be open to allow yourself to have a new partner and not bring old habits from your past relationship into the new relationship because in there even that's where more problems are caused. So on my marriage tip, I will tell you all effective communication, honesty, transparency, and being open to change. You have to be open to change. You have to constantly evolve within your marriage. The things that worked for the marriage in the beginning are not going to work in the middle. And it ain't sure going to work in the end. You have to be open to evolving and changing and different things and not judging your partner all the time. You can't be that way. You have to be open to different things. So I'm going to go in, in, in the dialogue about my divorce. So you're ending a lifetime with someone. And the idea of that can be terrifying. The person you said your vows to, you are ending your journey with each other. You know, that that's that's a tough thing because you're thinking, oh, it's just a smooth transition. We're done with this. It's not, it's not easy for either side. For us, it was easy because we had gotten to a point where it was like, you know what? This is best. This needs to be done. So you have to allow yourself to make it a smooth transition by not adding any more BS in the middle of it. You know, this is the person you said your vows to, and you're ending everything with them. 
you know, after something like that, you have to allow yourself time to grieve. A lot of people rush into the next relationship and do this. And then I rushed into the next relationship. I didn't come without all the old BS I had in my life into the next relationship when I should have had, gave myself time to grieve, gave myself time to get adjusted to the situation of not being married anymore. So I, I go back and say, allow yourself time to grieve the situation. Allow yourself time to be sad. Allow yourself time to reset. And what I mean by reset is get yourself back to a healthy mental state where you're not overthinking and everything you do is relating back to your marriage or she did this or he did this or she did this or you're, you're, you're exhibiting characteristics of my marriage. Those were things I've done and those were things she may have done with her partner. You can't go into your next relationship constantly comparing and contrasting your, your past relationship because it's never going to work. You'll spend a lifetime alone if you if you keep doing that. So I'm telling you, do not compare and contrast your experiences. That new person is not your last person. Allow yourself the time to understand what's happening and why it's happening. And allow yourself the time to recognize what you don't want. What mistakes were made and how you can prevent that from happening again. You have to really look at what went wrong in your marriage. And what are you not trying to bring into your next relationship? The big thing is allowing yourself to grieve and not feeling bad about doing it. You have friends that will sometimes tell you, stop tripping off that person. Fuck her. Do you? But me, I don't want to go out. I don't want to do me. I want to sit in his house and I want to feel all of it. Because feeling all of it is going to allow me to be more mindful about having to feel it later. I'm going to repeat that. I want to sit in this house and I want to feel all of everything I'm going through. Because feeling all of it is going to allow me to be more mindful about having to feel it later. Another thing I did after my divorce is I kept a journal and every time I felt a way about something, I would write it down. I mean, every time I had an issue with something, every time I experienced something new in my life, anytime I encountered something in my life, I would write it down. Every time I felt mad, happy, or sad about it, I would write about it. I still have the journal and sometimes I will look at it just to see if I have changed, grown, or learned from my past. So that is something I strongly recommend for people to do that's experiencing the same thing that I've experienced within their divorce. Some of you all have. Oh, now this is a tough one right here. So I'm telling you, buckle up. Some of you, because so, some people are not going to want to hear it, but you have to really sit back and evaluate the people around you. Some of you all have toxic friends. Now you hear all the time people talking about toxic partners and, oh yeah, my partner's toxic. You have a back and forth. No. Some of you all have toxic friends who will encourage you to turn up and do all types of wretched nonsense. 
to numb the feeling you are feeling. But in actuality, you want that friend that's going to pull up on you with some food, sit down, talk with you, and just let you vent. You want that friend to pull up on you, bring you something to eat, snacks, whether it be some snacks or some, some real food, and just let you talk and feel that hurt and let you speak on everything that's bothering you. That's what you really want. But no, you get the toxic friend. It's like, come on, girl, let's go out. And sometimes you might need that, that little uplift. But not, but at this moment, no, you don't need that. You need that friend that's going to pull up, give you some food, and you just talk to them. So when you lean on your friends, make sure you lean on friends who are healthy for what you are going through at the moment. Hear me again. When you lean on your friends, make sure you lean on friends who are healthy for what you are going through at the moment. Friends who understand what you are going through. Friends who are compassionate. Friends who are sympathetic. Friends who are empathetic and can allow you to feel what you are feeling in the moment. Not the toxic ass. Let's turn up. Fuck these hoes. Fuck that nigga. Type of friend. Excuse my language, y'all. Those are not the friends you need. You need that friend you can lean on. Like I said, that friend you can really lean on. If you can't lean on your friends and they can't come, come, come back with healthy feedback, healthy dialogue with you, but not everything requires a response either. Everything you talk about does not require a response. A lot of the time, you just need somebody to hear you. I don't need you to answer my problems. I want you to hear my problems. Let me mope. Let me cry. Let me bitch and moan about everything I'm going through. I don't need you to answer it for me. I don't need you to play Mr. Fix-It. I don't need you to be, oh, let's go get him. Let's go get him. No, I need you to hear me. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to get half a story. You're not going to get the full thing. You can have a story of what's going on within that marriage or what happened after that marriage or why they're getting a divorce. Not getting a full thing. So you just need to be quiet because think about it. Let's say you jump in, you get real ignorant with with the with the spouse. You say the the I mean the meanest stuff you can think of. And then they decide to get back together. But all the things you said, you can't take back. Because I've seen where friends, are, you know, them group chats I got, that friend, that's why you can't do this anyway. And that's why this, 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 and that. And you didn't air out all that laundry. And then they get back together. And now for them to be back together, you got to be out the picture. Because you, you overstepped your friend boundary. Yeah, you're looking out for your home, girl. But at the end of the day, that's still her spouse. That's still, that still was either her spouse or the father of her child or the mother of his children. Like, you have to understand. Play your part, but be smart with how you play your part. Don't be that toxic friend because you can overstep too far and now you out because you're putting her in a position or you're putting him in a position where they have to choose. When you would have played your part the right way in the beginning, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be an issue. 
So be smart, man. Be that good friend. Complete friend. Not just friend. You need to be a complete friend. Okay? And, you know, it's it's tough because it's a mental draining thing going through a divorce. It's very mentally draining. It's very draining. And you have to have those moments of where you you looking at yourself and reevaluating yourself and trying to figure out what's going on with me. What part did I play in this? Why is it this? Why is it that? And those are very important things. And you have breakdowns. You have moments of of, of when you're down on yourself and you, you're trying to figure out what, what is wrong with me? Why am I, why is this going on with me? What did I do? One thing I feel we should do more that we don't do enough of in the black community is seek therapy. Seek out a therapist because they're going to answer your questions unbiasedly. They have no fear of calling you out on your BS or telling you the answers you need to hear about yourself. And they also make you think about the situation and what part you played in the outcome. In all honesty, you need professional, unbiased support at some point in time in your life. You may not know the point, but at some point in time, you need unbiased support of somebody who's not going to be just team you. I'm on your team. I understand. I get it. People just need that. I don't know why in the black community, as soon as you say you see a therapist, you get labeled as crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just trying not to be crazy. So I need help. Stop being so quick to label someone crazy because they're having a moment of depression, a moment of feeling like they don't want to do anything. Feeling like they don't want to move around, do this, talk about it. My depression, my anxiety, how I I get quiet. I don't communicate well when I'm dealing with depression. I don't communicate well when I'm dealing with anxiety. People that know me know I get really quiet. You know, sometimes I, I shake when I when I'm I'm having a conversation with somebody because the old me, I used to be very argumentative. I would go back and forth with you. But the change in me is I don't go back and forth anymore. I don't argue with you. I get quiet. But me trying to stay disciplined and be quiet sometimes causes me my hand to shake. You know, and because it's like I want to get my point out, but I'm I'm this is me listening and taking in everything you're saying was an issue. So yeah, people, people you think are the strongest. I I'm my kids I coach love me, but then they don't know I deal with crazy anxiety, crazy depression. But I never let it overtake me too much. I never sit and mope in it. I, I pick myself up and I get to the next day. That's how I deal with it. And I do I do have help. And on a later podcast, I'm going to inform everybody who my therapist is. And very affordable. You know, very affordable. So definitely keep listening to me because the next one's going to be on mental health. So back to what I was saying as far as like seeing the therapist. Don't allow people to call you crazy and make you feel aware about you seeking help. That's the smartest thing you could do. You're not crazy. And don't let nobody call you crazy. So like I said, I need help. And I call it mental maintenance. Hear me again, y'all. It's called mental maintenance. We work on our bodies. But we don't take enough time 
to really putting a lot of work on our mental health just as much as we do our physical. You do all this time. I mean, I see people faithfully in the gym. I mean, they well built, taking care of themselves, but be losing it in the background. I mean, be mental firecrackers. You got to honestly sit back and really check on those people because they presume the look of, oh, I'm strong, I'm this, I'm that, but really be damaged. Not all of them, but a lot of them be really damaged. And you have to really sit back and really check on those people because they're smiling and smiling, but be really hurting and crushing on the inside. Another big thing within our marriage was you had to cut off a lot of, I had to cut off a lot of our mutual friends that we shared. That was, that was tough. People feel like they have to choose. And when you put them in a position where they have to choose, you know, a lot of time they're going to go with, you know, with the other person, which was a shock to me because it was like, damn, y'all not old enough to pick your friends. It was like, damn, you're not mature enough to be friends with me and my ex at the same time. That really, I mean, that really put me in such a dark place because you really stopped talking to me. Like people stopped being my friend because they couldn't figure out who to be friends with. People felt like they had to choose and so they did. What I thought was that I lost friends. That's what I, listen to me. What I thought was that I lost friends. But in reality, I didn't lose friends. I gained enemies. And so many people stopped talking to me because of divorce. And at that time, it allowed me to make new friends. And the better I became at making new friends, the better I understood I didn't need those old friends anyway. Because old friends didn't wish me well. They didn't wish me well at all. Old friends were never friends. And meeting new people, making new friends, allowed me a different perspective on life. It also allowed me the opportunity to learn new things. The better I became as a person, the better people started to understand who I was better quality of friends I attracted around me. I always want people to understand that when a situation is difficult and tough, it's supposed to be at that moment. That's okay. Because the lesson and the blessing is in that struggle. I'm going to repeat that. When a situation it's difficult and tough. It's supposed to be. At that moment. Because the lesson and the blessing is in that struggle. Another thing I did was I reinvented myself. I started to accept the fact I am attractive. I am compassionate. I am intelligent. And I stopped being ashamed of me being single, a single father with kids. 
I'm not saying it to be proud, but so often you get spoken down on about your situation. And you start to fear dating because you start to believe no one will be interested in you seriously. You begin to ignore the very things that made you the person you are. Yes, men get the same backslash as women regarding having multiple children. And a big thing I learned, you know, being with another person was I didn't have to accept my situation because the person I was with after my marriage definitely woke me up when it came to, you know, going after them, going to court and actually fighting, you know, because, you know, as man, you, you get to a point where you get overwhelmed and you just be like, you know, I'll just accept what the situation is. So I needed somebody that was going to be right there with me and fight with me and coach me up. And I needed that. I greatly appreciate that. Big thing I learned life after marriage was habits you had in your old marriage that you brought into the next relationship. You can't bring old habits into a new relationship and expect that relationship to continue the way it's going to be. A lot of people jump from relationship to another relationship without truly healing. I needed to heal. I've been healing. How I went about it might not have been the best way, but I'm learning now. I'm doing things to put myself in a position to really learn from where I've been through and what I might have put people through. So, in closing, I'm going to say this. You married your test. The person who was a part of preparing you for marriage, the true and final relationship, you didn't marry the prize. The wife who was truly meant for you, that's why it did not last long. You married your assignment. You shouldn't have married your assignment. That person was there to teach you a lesson and you keep it pushing. But instead of learning your lesson and moving forward, you married them. So never stop rebuilding yourself. Never stop reinventing yourself. Never stop working on you and doing the things you have to do to be better for the next person. Don't go searching and doing all that. Be ready. Come prepared. But until you're ready, don't bring people into your life or into your struggle. It's okay to date. Date away. But be smart with your dating. Don't confuse dating with being in a relationship. Do the things you have to do to get yourself mentally to be ready before the later road to be married. But until you're ready, don't bring people, don't bring people into your situation. I want to thank everybody for listening to my new podcast. I appreciate everybody coming to check me out. I'm still beginning. I'm still learning. I'm going to get better and better. Content's going to get deeper and deeper. I'm going to have guests on here. And I just want you all to continue to ride on my journey. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you and have a blessed evening. Oh, 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 oh,